How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. This is Computer Talk with Tab. Hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And Bob is Bob Shorey. He's one of the MCSEs that comes in and helps me out with your computer questions, comments, and concerns. And uh, feel free to get online. Usually the 9 o'clock hour is easier than the 10 o'clock hour. Uh, it's, a, it's a lovely spring morning here in New England. Pretty much like Groundhog Day, it seems. Raining. So uh, feel free to get online. We'll do our best. Uh, obviously, uh, we've already tried to figure out why our TV stations were all taken over by Downton Abbey this morning. No matter what channel I watched, it was it was Masterpiece Theater all morning. And uh, so you're probably trying to figure out what's going on with that. Uh, we can help you there. But if you have a computer problem, we can try to help you with that. Uh, 1-800-966-WTIC and 522-WTIC. Uh, and some of the news we've got for you, <laughs> this one I kind of found uh, interesting uh, because, you know, technology is supposed to help us. Right, Bob? Right. And uh, it's trying to save us time. And then all of a sudden, your Nest-equipped smart home becomes really stupid when the cloudy Nest system goes belly up. Now, the British have a different word for it, which I can't use on this station, even though I think I, I probably could because of what's happening in England today. But we're not going to use what the British say. In this case, it went belly up. Yeah, it's not one of the seven forbidden words per se. <laughs> per se. But I just love how the British you know, say something went wrong. But uh, we'll post this information here. But basically, if you had a smart home, it went really stupid because the Nest system, the cloud system, went down. Of course, the physical controls weren't affected. But if you wanted to unlock or disarm um, your security having to do with the Nest Yale lock, or if you wanted to change your thermostat because you were cold or warm, it couldn't do that anymore because it couldn't talk to the cloud. It's ridiculous, you know, um, but that's how this system works. It needs to be connected as an Internet of Thing device. Uh, so obviously, as we say, even to our business clients, you should have some sort of physical backup. You know, if you're a doctor's office, you've probably gotten to the habit of printing out your daily schedule in case your computers are down because you wouldn't want to not know who's coming to the office, right? Here with the with the Nest system, you need to at least have a old-fashioned key to get back into your house. However, you still couldn't do anything with your thermostat. You'd have to so, wait for the internet to come back up. Even if you have a backup generator. Right. Everything else is down. Right. So you don't have internet right. and it can't phone home to tell you what temperature your house should be. <laughs> exactly. What a great idea. Let's make this uh the way we live. Uh so uh, you can you, you know, if you're if your uh your nest went out, uh it was it was something that you couldn't deal with. Uh make sure you have a key and uh well, you could spend a bunch of money and get a backup through the cellular device. <laughs> right, a backup internet connection. Backup internet connection. Pay twice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But this wouldn't have helped because the cloud itself, the Nest cloud was down. The internet wasn't down. The service itself was down. So you had power. You had 
Uh, well, wait internet. a minute, wait a minute. It's supposed to be in the cloud. The it cloud never goes, never goes down. down. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so you still, even though you had your, you know, you had your key to get in, you couldn't change your thermostat. So you either were sweating uh, bullets or you were freezing cold. And uh, the Nest folks were just apologizing. <laughs> now wait a minute, wait a minute. This is a little this is cloudy to me. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> we'll put a link up here for you to take a look. What do you got, Bob? Anything interesting? Oh, I got a bunch of stuff interesting. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got? Well, okay. Uh, remember what we were talking about last week? Mm-hmm. I try to. I the think F- so. What were we talking about? <laughs> the FCC uh, is now investigating a different company called Location Smart right. over f- the phone tracking flaw. Right. So there was a sheriff that was tracking his employees using a tool through Securus that, that tracks like prisoners making phone calls. And he, the Securus company uses this company that Bob just referenced, which is called Location something. Location smart. Yeah. Okay. And uh, now the FCC is investigating because it seems these guys have access to all of the stuff as far as where we're located. Well, see, no matter where we go. Here's the thing: the way the law is written. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the the telephone companies, you know, your your uh, wireless companies like uh, AT and T, Verizon, uh, Verizon uh, Sprint, what, whoever. Yeah. They cannot share this tracking data or personal data with the government. No. But they can share it with a private company. Marketers. People who okay. want to know that you're driving past the Blimpies and say, hey, yeah. are you hungry? And <laughs> Go pull in over here. They can use the data to track all the cell phones provided yeah. they have permission from the owner of the smartphone. Which we've given implicit permission by simply buying the phone, right? Well, you have know, we opted in, or do you have to opt out? You signed a EULA. You you agreed to the EULA, right? Uh, you read that, right? I'm sure I did. Yes. Yeah, it like only took what three, pages. four hours, right? Exactly. <laughs> if your time, yeah, and you wanted it now, right? So you clicked agree. I, I agree. agree. So anyway, so the yeah, po- the point is, but they're supposed to send you a text message or a phone call. Saying, hey, we're going to track you. Is that okay? That's right. So and so is requested to be able to track. Well, the problem is, as you see, there was a flaw on their website. Yeah, I know. That gave them the opportunity just to validate that, oh, yeah, they agreed to it. Or to actually be able to access the information without them agreeing to it and without notifying them. Right. So because of that flaw on their website, which they shut down, and they said that uh, they did research and they found that the only uh, access that was was the people that were actually discovering the flaw and testing it to see if it worked. Yeah. I believe that. Yeah, right. Yeah, and I've got a good used car for sale, exactly. too. <laughs> so we'll put a link up here for you. So it looks like uh, the folks that have had this data have been using it to track folks for quite some time. So, so I have two articles on that. Mm-hmm. And the one article doesn't give you the whole story, but the other article gives you a little more of the story. So you really got to read them both, and they're kind of interesting. They're a little scary. Again, you know, we, we think we're private. This comes back to Zuckerberg and Facebook. This comes back to the Googleplex. This comes back to any of these folks. Your data is being captured, and you're paying an arm and a leg for your cell service. Arms and legs. I mean, I use Google Fi and save a ton of money. But those of you who are on Verizon and Sprint and T-Mobile, you're paying gobs of money for this Internet connection. And now they're tracking you, and then they're selling the data to others who want to know, again, that you're well, driving past the company. it's just another revenue stream. Yeah, but you didn't agree to it. You know, you, your well, privacy is gone. Did you agree well, to it EULA. or did you yeah. not agree to I'm it? I'm sure <laughs> when you that contract you signed when you bought the phone says you get to give them your firstborn too, probably. And then they've been sending out these new EULAs for you to agree to. Yeah. By the way, we just want to make sure you're aware we're we're, we're watching. We're you. selling your information. <laughs> That's crazy. So we can track you anywhere, and so can your neighbor, yeah. and so can that stalker. 
yeah, this this website was definitely creepy. Uh, we'll put a link up there for you. Take a look at it. It's something you should be aware of. Uh, you can opt out, I think. Um, we can try to find more information about that, too. But there's not that's not as easily done from what I can tell. Or the laws have to be changed. I mean, where's Blumenthal? This is, the kind well, of, this no, is right they, up his alley. They've got the FCC is investigating. So there's a congressional committee that's being formed. Yeah. So don't worry. That'll be done in about... 20 years? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> in, other, in other news, since the whole Zuckerberg Facebook issue where all these apps were, tra- were found to be tracking us and all of our data was being gleaned and, and used uh, against us, uh, Facebook has deleted not one, not two, but 583 million fake accounts. Now, I remember when Zuckerberg was so happy he hit a billion accounts. He just deleted 583 million fake ones in the, first, in the first three months of uh, 2018. Now, Facebook now uh, says it's got 2.2 um, billion monthly active users, but it just deleted more than a quarter of it in, in three months. That's a lot of fake accounts. So, and they just did it, figured it out now? And now how many more do they have that they didn't yet you know, identify? Exactly. But uh, they're starting to, to remove these fake accounts. Gee, great. Um, it's about time. So these fake accounts are free, right? <laughs> they're all free, right? <laughs> yeah. 583 million fake accounts. So I could And send... they found like 200 apps that were doing the same thing that Cambridge Analytica's app was doing as far as gleaning data that they weren't supposed to take about other users on Facebook. Yeah, but you see, depending on who they were doing it for, it yeah. may or may not have been okay. That's true. Yeah, I'm not sure who they took it took down or not, but uh, that's ridiculous. So, uh, 583 million fake users on Facebook. Any other news you want to bring up? Yeah. Okay. Uh, you remember when Trump was campaigning for president? He said that Amazon was abusing the postal service. I did, yeah. We talked. We actually talked about what they were doing with the Postal Service uh, even before he did, but go ahead. Okay. Well— Because it came out—because it was a study by a, an accounting firm who said that they were charging too little for their shipping, according right. to this study by this, this accounting firm. And CNET article, yeah. is, it just uh, references Trump reportedly pushed Postmaster General to double the Amazon fees. Mm-hmm. Okay, but she, uh, she uh, pushed back. Okay. The Postmaster General? The Postmaster back? General, yes, because hmm. um, he was calling the company's use of the Postal Service a scam and, and uh, swiping at the company's lobbying efforts. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's the it's, uh, Treasury Secretary, uh, Stephen Mnuchin, uh, what you call it? Mnuchin, yeah. They're uh, uh, reviewing the business practices. But the uh, woman that runs the Postal Service, and I'm Quickly trying to browse what her name is here, but the point is, she said that they can't change it because they have contracts mm-hmm. with Amazon. Right. So you know, if they're going to double the money, it's going to cost. It's not just Amazon, because Amazon is a company, but there are a lot of private companies that advertise and do their business under the Amazon banner. Mm-hmm. So when you shop on Amazon, a lot of times it'll say buy, and then it'll be like another company. Yeah. Right. So. You know they're sharing their internet space, if you will. Right. So, yeah. yeah. But the point is, uh, Trump feels the prices are too low, and uh, this other accounting firm—I can't remember who it was—thought uh, it was uh, too low as well. That's why the study comes. Up. This came out back in 2015 or something like that, or 16, even right. before Trump got involved. We brought it up, right. and uh, these "quote unquote" contracts are long-term contracts, uh, giving them a huge discount 
um, I guess, more of a discount than they should be giving. So they spent $21.7 billion on shipping costs last year, which includes sorting, delivery center, and transportation costs. Right. And analysts estimate that around 40% of its packages are delivered by the Postal Service. Mm-hmm. So... Well, it's great giving those guys something we'll to do. No one's mailing letters anymore. What the other anymore. thing is saying is that, um, you know, it, uh, the use, Amazon's use of the postal service is help, helping to keep it afloat. Mm. Because if it ran on its core business, it yeah, well, would right. probably go under. As, and but it's they should, we supported. shouldn't be subsidizing it. If the price is lower than it should be, you and I are subsidizing it. Well, we've been We're, subsidizing the postal service Oh, that's true. Now. We're further subsidizing it. We don't need to further subsidize it. Amazon's a very profitable company that can afford to pay for shipping. Period. 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 And if they can't, if they, if they want to go to a better deal yeah, with UPS or FedEx? Amazon's been around for how many years now? And they've never had a profit. Yeah, that's true. They have. Well, they recently <laughs> did. We're going to step out for a quick break. we got three lines up for you. Plenty of news to talk about. And uh, we'll be right back. And we are back. You know, those Royals, they do know how to use trumpets, man. Those guys, those, those guys rocked. And that cellist was amazing. So they did have some good music. And, the, and they had some good, uh, the, the choral uh, group there singing Stand By Me did a great job, too. So it was a great musical performance. Um, very interesting as far as that's one of the things I found interesting. But those trumpets, man, they rock. They should have showed them because those guys are standing there with this, these amazing horns. Big rugs coming down their arms and they're, and they're playing so well. That's awesome. Well, they've used trumpets for the royals. Oh yeah, for centuries. Exactly. I mean, basically, it's it's basically if you're in an orchestra or some sort of band, it's the trumpets, and the rest of you are supporting cast. I mean, that's how all trumpets feel. You know, I'm kidding, but that's how we all we all feel. That's how we all feel. <laughs> but the royals know how to use trumpets. Let's get to your calls. We got three lines open. Feel free to get online. Kelly and Simsbury's up. Hey, Kelly. Hey, Eric. How are you? Good. What can I do for you, sir? Well, first I have to compliment uh, Richie. You know, on a business note, he's doing an awesome job. Oh, great! Yeah, on the uh, Ryan project, he's Thank really, you. really good. Yes, he is. So, but I'm calling. Thank I'm you. trying to get some work done on a Saturday morning at my office. Uh oh. <clears throat> my laptop is bogged down like you can't believe, and I have no idea how to determine what is bogging it down. So you want to go into your task manager, and uh, if you're running Windows Seven, you can just do a Control Alt Delete. Yeah, I think it's seven. Well, actually, you don't even need to do that. You can right-click on your taskbar and choose Task Manager. So I bring up Task Manager, and I'm actually doing it real-time while I'm chatting. Yeah. First of all, everything is slow. I'm trying right. to, to do some uploads to Dropbox. You know, everything is tied up. Right. Click on the Performance tab. Okay. Once you're in Task Manager. Okay. And it is... You should be able to see what your CPU is doing, your memory, your disk. 4%. Speeds 0.35 gigahertz, 231 processes. I mean, none of, this is all Greek to me anyway. But well, what operating system are you running? Windows Seven. Windows Seven. Okay, it doesn't give you as much. Windows Ten gives you your CPU, your memory, your disk. But, it, but you should be able to go to the processes tab and see what's spiking right. out your CPU at 100 percent because you can list it in order. So if you go to like CPU. You should see who's chewing up your CPU. But it may not yeah, be the what's, CPU. What's the most important measure to determine what's what's causing this thing to go so slow? Is it memory or CPU? It could be CPU. It could be drive. It could be, could be your disk. So then, uh, could be something in the under background. the performance tab. Uh, there's a if you go down a little bit closer to the bottom, there'll be a resource manager button. Yeah. And you can click that. It'll open up your resource manager. And then you can look at the performance of each part. You can look at your CPU, your memory, your disk, and what have you. Yeah, so 
So memory is 31% used physical memory. Okay, that's fine. Um, the CPU is uh, 5% usage. Okay. So I'm wondering if maybe this is some kind click, of a... Click uh, on the disk. What's that? The disk. Disk is 1% highest. It's 72 kilobyte per second. But it's uh, only 1%, you said? Uh, the disk... Give me one sec. Yeah, sure. Uh, it just gives me two measures, 84 kilobytes per second, hmm. and then it's saying 1% highest active time. Yeah, so it's not being – so your CPU, RAM, and drive are not the problem, um, but you're still seeing this performance issue. And Big this time. is what, – what are you trying to run? What program? I'm doing uh, – well, just basic stuff. I'm doing some banking. I'm doing some uploading of files, hmm. and everything is slow. I mean, it's amazing, and it's a huge difference from what it was. So I'm wondering hmm. if there's something something else going on, like a uh, like a virus Possibly, or... Well, it would be a virus if your CPU is pegged out, right? Because that would take away resources, but you're not seeing that. Right. So, right. And, you're, and you're not seeing any RAM resources being utilized. So have you? I assume I'm going to ask this question anyways. You rebooted? I, yeah, I did reboot. <laughs> and on the reboot, yeah. and I'm wondering this is – <laughs> I'm, I'm afraid of this. It reboots and it comes up with some kind of a power message. Hmm. Uh, you know, it's uh, just because I'm at my workstation here. Right. And it's saying the uh, the thing can't recognize the the wattage, <laughs> hmm. and it doesn't know what to do. Okay, that 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 could be the contributing factor here. You have some sort of issue with the physical machine. You're plugged uh, in, or you want a battery? Uh, plugged in. Hmm. All right. What's the make and model, Kelly? We're gonna have to go to a, a hard break in a second. Yeah, no sweat, no sweat. It's it's a Dell laptop. That's a uh, you don't even have the thing. Uh, uh, don't have the actual model. Number. That's okay. Um, all right, because we're going to have to go to a... Precision. Oh, Precision M2800. All right, we're going to go to a quick break. If you can hang on a little bit, yeah. we're going to do a little research in the background here awesome. uh, to see what we can do. I assume your antivirus is uh, scanning right now, possibly? Yeah, yeah, I went down to the tray on the right-hand side. Everything seems to be going okay. No major messages. But, it's but just... is it scanning? Is it active? Is uh, it... Eric, I'll check. Check that during the break and yeah. see if maybe that's causing. But again, it should show up as your CPU utilization. Hang on, Kelly. Yep, thanks. All right, we're going to keep Kelly on hold. we got three lines open for you. Feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. We'll do our best to help you out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. Everything we've talked about has been posted on computertalkwithtab.com, the old-fashioned website. If you like us on Facebook, it'll go to your news feed if Mark Zuckerberg deems it worthy. And, of course, if you follow us on Twitter, right behind Donald Trump there, at Tab Computer Sys, it'll get tweeted to you as well. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And feel free to get online. Two lines open, 800-966-WTIC-522-WTIC. We're on with Kelly, who's got a slow computer. Are you still there, Kelly? Yeah, I'm here. How are you guys doing? Doing fine still. We did a little more research for you. So obviously, you know, malware could be running, but you're not showing any kind of CPU spike. So, you know, what kind of antivirus did you say you had? What brand? It's McAfee. McAfee. Hey, quick question. Is the memory, uh, it shows that there's 4.8 gigs in use. Over 32, though. You get tons of space. How okay. big is your page file? Uh, da, 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 da. Page pool, 456 megabytes. Not big enough. That could be a problem. But I'm thinking first that you got something else wrong. You got that warning that came up. Yes. And so we're going to recommend that you go into the Dell Diagnostics to see if it can do a hardware diagnostic to see if it's got something physically wrong. Okay. And generally you do that by, I guess, booting it up and you press, I think it's F12. And okay. you'll get into a diagnostic mode, and it's going to test your hardware and tell you whether or not you have something wrong. Maybe you've got a bad memory stick. Maybe you do have something physically wrong with the laptop causing this performance issue. Sure. Um, 
we're not big fans of McAfee. Uh, you know, we'd rather you run something a little smarter, a little lighter. Um, Web Webroot is what we recommend for professional antivirus. Okay. Um, but in this case, and do the diagnostic. We're here till eleven, and see. Call us back and let us know if it's found anything. Okay. Um, because that seems to be the most sense that's happening here. Because I doubt you have any malware running. You're not seeing any CPU spikes or or RAM spikes. You could have a bad stick or something or something wrong with your motherboard that's showing the performance issue. You've already rebooted. <laughs> is, it a, is it a solid state drive, Kelly? Yes, or a, it is, actually. Oh, I was going to say defrag, so that you can't even do that with a solid state. So you've got all the performance in your hand there that should produce a great result. Uh, so you could have a physical problem. Yeah, I'll take a look at that. The worst part about it is you, know, you look at task manager, you get all this data, I have no clue what any of it means. <laughs> well, that, well, we just kind of covered it, though. As far as the yeah. task manager goes, if your CPU is not really working hard, if your RAM is not fully utilized, then the machine is not sweating, but it's showing a problem. Yeah. So it could be something physically yeah, wrong with it. That's our thinking. So. Yeah. All right, Eric. Well, right, thanks Kelly. very much for the help. Yeah, nice chatting with you. Have a good one. You too. Bye. Bye. Um, yeah, because generally something in the background like malware would show a spike of your CPU, maybe a sitting at 100%, you couldn't do anything. Heck, sometimes Windows updates seem like malware to me when they're updating in the background, your machine's just spinning, waiting for an update. But he did, he wasn't having that problem. He was simply having... Well, McAfee is a resource-intensive uh, application. It is. Because it's doing so many things. But it's not also, in this case, he's barely making his machine sweat. Yeah, well, I'm wondering if he's reading the... Uh, reading it well. The one thing that I do like, they made a huge improvement in Windows 10 and the re resource manager and the task manager. Mm -hmm. So you get a visual graph of your, utilization. of your resources and all of them kind of in one spot. Yeah. So you can see like the biggest uh, bottleneck I have on my laptop is my disk, hard disk, because yeah. it's constantly pegged at 100%. Yeah, so, he's got an older laptop. You do for a replacement. <laughs> we got to take care of that for you, Bob. Let's go on to Kevin in Simsbury next. Hey, Kevin, what's up? Good morning. How are you? Doing fine. How are you doing? Oh, okay. Thanks. Good. Listen, I've got a uh, Dell E6440. E6, All right. Uh, laptop's about three years old. It's been a great laptop. Mm -hmm. Went to fire it up the other morning and just get a black screen with flashing cursor. Ooh. And can't get it to post, can't get it to boot went through my recovery disk um, options, did the self-diagnosis with the recovery disk, everything checked out okay. Mm -hmm. um, then I did a little research online and found that there was a self-healing option that they built into these latitudes where you take it apart and disconnect the CMOS battery and go through a regime that uh, supposedly helps you get it into a, a posting or a booting framework, and that mm -hmm. didn't work, unfortunately. Uh-oh. So right now I've got the hard drive out with a SATA converter or a reader, and I'm making sure I've got all my data out of it. Good. I was looking at the at the recovery options off of my recovery disk, and the, I guess the main question I have is the only recovery option it's seeing is to restore to to original, uh, and I can't find any other way to get to any other recoveries. Uh, presumably because it can't even boot into its own hard drive at this point in time. And this was originally a Windows 7 machine, which I then updated to Windows 10. So if I restore to – how does that work? Does it restore to Windows 7 and then I have to go through a, a new process to – 
convert to Windows 10, etc. I guess that's the basis of my question. Mm-hmm. Okay, the answer to your question is yes, it'll restore to Windows 7, but it created a hash algorithm, so you should have no problem updating to Windows 10. Now, the, what I would interject here was before you pulled the hard drive out, when you had the hard drive in, I would have booted up into the Dell Diagnostics and had it do a, a self-check on all the systems. Because for, did from he did that, you did I, that. I thought I heard him say and that. And you yeah. came up green yeah. on the hard disk. It came up green on everything, and I'm reading the hard disk right now from my backup computer. And well, I understand, but when you did the diagnostic, it showed a green check mark next to your hard drive. Uh, as I recall, yes, everything checked out with no errors. So you have something maybe corrupt on your on your. Uh, hard drive, it's not physically damaged, but obviously the operating system is not getting past the boot sequence, right? You just see a black screen again. It's not posting. It's not booting. I think what happened uh, when we were having the bad weather last week, Okay. I I unplugged my computer in advance of the storm Yep. and uh, and removed it from the system in case there were any surges. Yeah. And I think what happened is it was asleep. I didn't realize that I thought it was off. It was actually asleep, so I tried to reboot later and do an update or something, and I either ran out of battery or, or something, I'm hmm. guessing, during that interim. Hmm. And then when I tried to fire it up, uh, plugged it in and tried to fire it up later, it just black screen, flashing cursor, gives the Dell watch for about a second, and then does nothing. Wow. Yeah, and so even a restore point, you're, are you able to get to the restore point under under safe mode? You're not, right? You can't even get to that point. I can't get into safe mode. Yeah. I can't get into anything. You're not even booting that whole... To, uh, you get a master boot. F12 at, uh, How? on the boot up with a recovery disk. This, yeah. this is a laptop, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. How old is it? Only three, he said. Three, three, a little over three years. A little over three years. So it's out of warranty. Mm-hmm. Correct. What I might but it's not tr- physically broken. What I might try to do is, you have your recovery disks, though, from Dell, correct? Mm-hmm. I do. Okay. I think your uh, option here is to get a new hard drive. And Oh, uh, you think the drive's still bad even though it's I green? think the drive is bad. Mm. I think the drive is bad, and he's got his data on his drive. If he puts it back in and does the recovery option, it's, it. it, it's going to go back. So what I'm putting on? I'm not reading my hard drive. I pulled out my hard drive. Yeah, I put it on a SATA, and I'm reading it right now on a backup computer. Okay, right. but the point is, is your data is there? Yeah, but he's going to move it to the backup computer, right, Kevin? Right. Yeah. So he's got that. He could reuse so the hard drive. So then, yeah, if you can put it back in and run it, I still suspect there's something wrong with that hard drive. <laughs> and, and I think you just scram. I think you're onto something, Kevin, where you scrambled the operating system by accident. But that's my feeling. But Bob could be right. It could be a bad drive. Um, so your only option is really to start over, do the recovery, and see if you can get 7 to even boot. The drives aren't that expensive. No, they're not. So you can get another drive relatively inexpensive. Well, it's a solid state, though, right, Kevin? It's a hybrid drive. Oh, hybrid. Okay, they're, Bob's right. They're pretty inexpensive. But yeah. your call. He's 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 seen too many computer failures to want to keep working with a potential flaky hard drive to yeah. spend his afternoon restoring and realizing it's a flaky drive. I think you're onto something that it could be just a corrupt operating system and the drive. If you trust Dell's diagnostics, if you trust the diagnostics, you're good. 
if you don't, I mean, he's a cynic because he's out there seeing this every day. I don't blame him. Uh, you can't always trust him. I just so. don't like to do the same thing do over I, yeah. and over again right. and expect a different ex- yeah. result. He's, he's got time. better things to do. But you're, you're thinking, even though I'm reading it successfully off another computer right now and working with it, it's it's probably still got something bad. It could be a boot, a boot record issue. The drive issue. is three and a half years old. It's designed to last three years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's 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 definitely that, but I, I think your boot record is all messed up somehow. Um, so, so the bottom line question I had: if if I restore it and it goes to Windows Seven, yeah, you'll have to upgrade it. Somehow, I'll find a regime that will be able to go to Windows Ten again. Bob says yes. Supposedly, it runs some sort of a hash algorithm, so your computer is registered somehow and uh, with the original uh, with the original key and and it creates like this hash algorithm that's sitting somewhere in a database up on Microsoft's website which should allow you to do the up, upgrade for free again for free again and i just did one with a uh, computer that was running 8.1 yeah same thing and it, and it and it upgraded yeah so i was shocked <laughs> so the answer is yes we think it'll work kevin if you do it that way uh, shocked in a good way i hope that happens here too <laughs> we do too at least you didn't lose your data. Not so far. Yeah. So you did the right thing by trying to get it off the off the network and get it safe from your power surges and stuff. That was great. And then it still burned you. Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do? Here? I know, man. Murphy, no matter where, no matter what you try to do, Murphy always strikes. Yeah. You got it. All right, Kevin. Already. Yeah, good luck. Thanks, man. Our pleasure. Bye. Bye-bye. So, yeah. So between Bob and I, we, we're not sure we agree, but... He's got something to do on his rainy Saturday. We're going to step out for a quick break. Deb in Terryville, Greg in Burlington, hang on. Two lines open for you, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We're going to be here until 11 o'clock. An American woman just married British royalty. Perfect, Matt. Our producer's thinking here. Look at that. <laughs> trying to keep in line with what's going on this morning. I mean, it was on every channel. You couldn't get away from it. I'm like, what is going on? I, I just want to see what the pe- temperature is going to be this morning. I couldn't find anybody that would tell me. Um, but Well, there's always the internet. <laughs> ah, I didn't think of that. You can't trust anything on the internet, though. Let's go to... Uh, well, if it's on the internet, yeah. it's got to be true. Exactly. Let's go to Deb in Terryville. Hey, Deb, what's up? Hi. Hi. I recently had a hard drive crash, so uh, I was able to get another computer yeah. to use. And after I updated to Windows 10 and all that, mm-hmm. I, I discovered that I can no longer use Home Group, and it's been replaced. So I'm really having a difficult time sharing files. I It's, it's supposed to be through um, File Explorer, and I kind of know how to do it, but it's not working. So I wonder if you can direct me somewhere or, you know, give me some hints. Is this within your own um, network, within your family's home within, system? Within my computers. Yes, I have. I now have uh, two computers, a laptop, and, well, we won't go into the other stuff. But just amongst myself, All right. It, basically. It's not gone. Um... Well, it's not. A one computer... It's still li- it's still listed on my laptop, even though the laptop's been updated to the same, you mm-hmm. know, feature, yep. you know, update from last month. But when I did the you know the big upgrade on um, on the, the you know the acquired computer, 
there's no I, I first thing I did was look for home group. It's not even listed. Okay. Yeah, but Windows 10 does have it. Go ahead, Bob. Yeah, I was going to say I've got a link here that tells you how to set that up on Windows 10. Okay. So you should be able to follow the directions. It's quite lengthy. But uh, and it's not so. Yeah, it hasn't been removed. It is still something that people do use. Yeah. Um, oh, it, because they because they tell you it's gone. Who told you? Uh, it's not listed. When you look in settings, there is no longer any setting for home group. I understand. I hear you. Yeah, um, it's there. It's still there. They like to rearrange the furniture. It's those hidden. people at Microsoft. Well, it could I, be. Okay. Well, that's good. I mean, I'm really good at you know, I'm pretty good at doing this kind of stuff, but I could not. That's okay. I find anything that was, you know. Yeah, that's the this is the big problem with Microsoft versus Mac, right? I mean, everyone tells you that Apple Mac is easier to use, and here's the issue with Microsoft. Well, you know, we'll set the home group over here for now for Windows Seven, and Windows Eight, we're going to move it over here, and then Windows Ten here, it's over here. They basically okay. keep us employed, so I shouldn't be complaining. I was talking to well, you know, I wasn't sure if I could. I mean, this this computer was um, that I acquired was Windows Seven, and I just didn't really want to. I wasn't sure if you could even link the two of them together. I don't. I don't even want to go there, you know. Right. Yeah. I had so much difficult time setting up the home group because it took me months to realize. Oh well, you know what? If you're not on the same Wi-Fi, even though you're in the same network. Well, you have to be on the same Wi-Fi, which would be in the same network. It those are well, incongruent. I have a guest network that I I had set up. Yeah, but the, so, oh, yeah, so you can be physically on the same Wi-Fi, but I guess network is a separate network from your actual yeah, network, that's, so that's not the same quite thing. quite a while to figure that out. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> You're a normal person then. <laughs> I did. I figured it out. and But it's just, I mean, I tried it. Yep. I, I actually tried it on the, the computer with the hard drive that is not quite dead, you know? <laughs> yeah. We're getting, we're getting, the hard drive is coming today, Great. so... Okay. I'm going to take care of that. And I wound up getting it all. I wound up messing up the sharing to the extent that it would not let me. It would let me download like, you know, like programs where I was trying to load, you know, load whatever few programs I was trying to put on it. Mm-hmm. After I reloaded Windows, it would not let me install them. So I don't know whether it was just the hard drive doing that or whether I messed up the sharing. You probably messed up the sharing. Um, that's, yeah, that's what I figured because it's like, I, I, you know, it's not that it can't be that difficult to do. Well, that's because it's pretty straightforward. I mean, I looked at it, I did everything that yeah. the article said to do, and I'm going, oh, we've got. Well, an, I'll have another shot at yeah. it because I'm going to have to reinstall Windows again. Correct, and make sure you're part of the proper home group. We have a nice article that you can follow. But your point about sharing and security, this is the reason. You find Amazon Cloud data is wide open for folks to look at, right? The AMS system. Because sharing, your your key there was sharing data securely is not as easy as you would think. That's Mm. part of the problem. It's easy if you set yourself all up as as administrators and just share the whole thing out with each other, right? Hey, I can see your data. You can see mine. But the moment you want to keep data securely, all of a sudden it gets a lot more complicated. And uh, so it does separate some folks from you know those who understand the, the fact that you have to secure directories, secure access to certain folders and files. But most yeah. geeks with limited yeah. understanding just share it out to everybody. Well, I just share. I decided that I I tried sharing the whole C drive because right. I figured you know it's my computers. Yeah, you don't care. My computers. Yeah, and it appeared to work. Mm-hmm. I could share one way. But on the other computer, I couldn't get it to – I did the same thing, and it wouldn't share back. Right. So it was like, 
something's messed up. Well, and we I have it hope- here for you. We we put a link up there for you to follow. Oh, that's Deb. good. That's see perfect. if it works. Is see it if it's be helpful. On Facebook as well. It'll be everywhere. As long as Zuckerberg okay. deems it worthy, it'll be on Facebook. You never know. Well, then I'll go to your website. Then. <laughs> okay, I'm just kidding. It, it should be there. So we'll put it out there for you. But you're not you're not alone. Go ahead, Bob. You want to say something? Yeah, I was going to say that security and ease of use are diametrically opposed to each other. Exactly. So the more secure it is, the more difficult it is going to be to use. Right. Well, how is it? I mean, if it's just my network. I mean, no, no, I'll- yeah. He's just dating a common issue with oh, it okay. but yeah, yeah, it'll yeah, be out yeah. there for you deb see if see if okay. it helps see if the article is helpful and uh it should walk you through windows 10 does have it yeah it's been well good because i want to find it all right <laughs> all right thanks a lot you're welcome you have a great day you too okay. bye-bye securing anything people take the path of least resistance and just share it all wide out we're going to be here till 11 o'clock feel free to get online three lines open for you 800-966-WTIC 522-WTIC everything we've talked about has been posted at the old-fashioned website computertalkwithtab.com the name of the show.com or if you like tab computer systems on facebook uh everything we talk about or, or, or that we link will be linked to your news feed if zuckerberg deems it worthy we'll be right back why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 